0: High Desert Word Center. How we doing this morning? Praise God. It is our annual Christmas service. And as you can tell, we aren't playing around when it comes to Christmas. All right. I mean, you don't mess with Christmas. So, and where's Robert at? I don't Hey, Robert, 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 run on up real quick. We need Robert. Okay. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is Dressing loud for all to hear. And so we've got Mr. Robert right here. Look at, look at this tie ladies and gentlemen. This guy went for the full send today. He wasn't playing. This is, all right, so good job, Robert. You're looking good. All right. Well, we have a lot of great stuff planned today. Now, obviously, we've had to change some things around from our normal Christmas service. Usually, we've got a great big children's performance with dozens of kids up here and all this, but what we did instead is we've made a video uh, performance from the kids. It's uh, some of our younger kids, just the younger ones. Telling the Christmas story according to their words and and let me tell you you've never heard the Christmas story like this in your life We've got spider-man. We've got alligators We've got all sorts of stuff that they threw in from a bunch of three and four-year-olds So it's gonna you're gonna love that we'll get to that in just a few minutes And of course we have got a gift for every single kid that is here today. Amen. So here for our kids uh, we will give those out as people are exiting the building at the end of service, all right? And so, again, we've changed some things around, and I want to really quickly... Um Go just remind you of some of our current health policies because we're doing our part to keep things uh safe and 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 play by the same rules as much as we can so just a reminder probably do this every service we ask you to keep your mask on at all times unless you're in your seat and listening to the sermon or something like that and uh, again i know a lot of you guys like to hug all right None of this right now, okay? No hugging. And uh, and just kind of keep your hands to yourself. And then after service is over, you know, kind of instead of hanging out in here and all that stuff, we'll kind of exit the building in a timely fashion after service is over and get outside into that wonderful, fresh, open air, all right? Now... Uh, as a lot of you know, the local community, Barstow and the High Desert, has kind of had a difficult couple of weeks. You've maybe seen that on the news and on other things with, uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, COVID cases in the local community. Our local hospital has you know been quite overwhelmed and had a lot going on and so we've got uh, a nurse or two that go to church here and uh and in fact sonia over there her sister is one of the er nurses and so uh we've wanted to do our part to let them know that they are not alone we care about them and, uh, we're praying for them and we've been praying for them. And so Friday night, mainly you can put these pictures up there. Friday night, we received permission to at least take a group to the outside of the hospital and, uh, cheer on the nurses during the shift change. And so, uh, you can just roll through those pictures mainly, but we ha- we made some signs we cheered for them We played some music we made some gift bags and and they were legit gift bags. All right We put some good stuff in there. We put some gift cards in there We thanked them We were able to pray with some of the nurses and the doctors and they were very thankful Some of them cried and they were just uh, it was a great moment. They needed the, they needed the encouragement. And so I just, uh, you know, uh, ask you to keep praying for them. We're going to make it through to the other side of this thing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because the name of Jesus is greater than any other name, any sickness that's ever been thrown out there. And so God is good. All right. I'm going to let Katie go ahead.
1: Well, I want to add to that so many of you gave into outreach this past year, knowing that our goal was to do some go teams where these teams could go out and be part of our community and just love on people and take Jesus to people outside of our four walls. But not everyone could go this time. But your seed went. So just keep that in mind. That praise God. You were able to sow seed. You were there in spirit. So thank you so much for being a part of that all year long. We were able to see some harvest from it. Praise God. So no service tonight. So stay warm. Stay safe. Enjoy Christmas. Celebrate Jesus as big as you can go. And we will have service Wednesday night this week as well as Thursday, Christmas Eve. We'll have our candlelight service at 6 o'clock. It'll be a short service with a whole lot of celebrating Jesus. So make sure that you bring your family and make time for that as well. Amen.
0: All right so we're doing the you know the most we can to to celebrate Jesus in the way that he deserves because who knows that Jesus birthday is a great big deal right where would we be if Jesus had not come into this earth we love him and the last thing I want to remind you of is if at any point you can't be at a service because we are telling you if you've got any you know any any symptoms of anything at all you know just watch from home uh, but uh, if you are not able to be at church watch from home. Don't just say that. You have got to stay strong in the Word of God right now. Amen. (laughs) More than ever, you've got to stay connected. This is not the time to back off of Jesus, back off of church, back off of the Word. You want to be as surrounded by the things of God as you can right now and the Word of God. So you can watch online on Facebook, our live stream. They're all on there right now. Hey, guys, watching online. And YouTube. And uh, you can even listen on uh, iTunes on the Apple app there. So just... Stay connected, stick close to Jesus, and we're making it through this thing. Can I get an amen today? All right, very good. Well, we have a very special presentation at this time, and what we are going to do is show the 2020 Children's Church Christmas presentation. All right. And, uh, and again, it's a little different, but it's really, really wonderful. It's a video presentation. We brought some of our younger kids in here and we asked them, we interviewed them and asked them questions about the Christmas story and had them tell it from their perspective and in their words. And again, you've never heard anything like this before. It's great. So can we give a hand to our children? Amen. We love them. All right. Let's go ahead, and you can dim the lights, and we will play the Children's Church Christmas Presentation. And
2: there is some Emmanuel, with us. Matthew 1 twenty three And they should call his name Emmanuel. God is with us. Matthew 123. They shall call his name Emmanuel. Which means God is with us. Matthew 123. Major God's name. Emmanuel. and God's what is. Matthew 123. They should call his name Emmanuel which means God is with us Hi. God with us um, Jesus' birthday because birthday because it is Jesus's birthday. For Jesus' birthday it's because it's because we get Jesus
3: Christmas. Mom Christmas Mom.
2: Mary 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 uh, I no. Yeah, Joseph said. Joseph, Josephus, Josephus, Edmund, mm-hmm. don't be afraid, you have to have a baby, peace on earth, and your good day, there's no L. Okay, okay That. okay, okay, you know that, you know that, you know that? It said, um, you're (laughs) heavy. Yeah, stable. In the stable. In heaven. sticks and uh and uh and i'll show you come up on stage and then put him in a big tall ranger
4: We weave i
3: don't want it to i
2: don't know what it's called from um, a uh, and sheep and dales, goats. Maybe Spiderman. There were all rid of cows, horses, donkeys. A megalodon, but the shark. Um, it's bigger than the regular shark. Mm -hmm. A little strip of cloth. A cloth. Yeah. A blanket. Because when you're you don't have any clothes. Have to buy clothes. Yeah, the shepherds came to visit him, the wise men came to visit him, and a blue dog came to visit him. A wise t- man. The kings? hmm That's one of those sheep guys. Sheep. I'm just going to call it a sheep because I don't know what the name is. A gold, and some blocks of gold, and a bunch of gold. Forget it, and gold, and more. Mm, Xbox One. Now they gave him a Megalodon. Jesus, we all love you. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Ha- Happy birthday, birthday Jesus, Jesus we love you. Happy birthday, Jesus. 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 Happy Happy birthday, Jesus. Jesus. Happy 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 birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to, to, you. to Jesus. Happy, Happy birthday to you first. <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy
0: birthday to Jesus. <laughs> All right, very good. So we did the best we could there. The kids did a great job. We appreciate their truthful and honest answers. And uh, I don't know if that was the message Bible or what, but the Megalodon, that was a pretty good uh, <laughs> That's a pretty good one for a whole Colton there. Uh, Alright, well we love our kids and, and we're grateful. We, uh, we just want to celebrate them today too, cause it's, you know, no matter what's going on in this world, it's beautiful to see kids at Christmas time, to see the excitement in their eyes and, uh, just the, the, the cheerfulness and the hope that they always have. So, we love kids at HDWC and we will always make them a priority around here. Can we hear it one more time for all the kids? Alright. Well, at this time, because we love kids so much, we're going to have our ninth baby dedication of 2020. I'm going to let my mom and dad come up, but it's none other than my newest nephew, my my little buddy, Avery. So I'm going to let mom and dad do this baby dedication for us, and we're going to get to celebrate baby number nine for 2020,
4: amen? No, I'm right here. All right. So if uh, Joe and Portia, this is our son, Joseph. For those that you don't know, he's in the Marine Corps in Brooklyn, New York, and his beautiful wife, Portia. And this is little Everett. And uh, Joe and uh, Avery and uh, Tony, come on up. And uh, cousins, uncles, aunts, whoever of you that are here that, that are here, come on down, Julie and Josh. And this is, this is Portia's dad, Avery. And this is her mom, Tonya, and they're from Temecula. Just, just down there somewhere. And this is, uh, this is baby Avery. Isn't he handsome? <laughs> All right, Dad, good. He wants to run and play. Just like
5: Joe when he was little. <laughs> amen, amen. What a joy this is. What a pleasure it is. sure good you guys can come up today and be with us for this for a little bit. Amen. Wow, just think, if we didn't love children, these wouldn't be here because you and I. We got something started, didn't we?
4: Be fruitful and plentify <laughs> and replenish the earth, the Lord said. Yeah. So we yep, took we him had, at his word.
5: We had, we had eight between us and then, wow, they spread out really good. But uh, Joe and Portia, we're really proud of you guys. You guys are doing very well, and so so good what you do with the children. I'll turn that feedback off over there. Amen, amen. And and you know the one th- one thing that we all know is serious believers that believe in the Bible and the Word of God that that a baby get dedication. It's not like some different religious groups do it. You don't sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle some water on children, think you did some magic formula and everything's going to be good. But we a baby dedication is, is actually dedicating the parents. You know, the parents are making dedication. They're going to follow after Jesus and uh, be the right example and role model for the children to follow after Jesus. So this is a, it's a spiritual time. This, this is not some, uh, like I said, some magic formula gets a child to heaven. They have to get old enough to make the right decision. And so the things that take place in their upbringing, of course, the parents doing right first and then take them to church and teach them the value of of uh, Jesus, fellowship, the Word of God, and having Christian friends. And, and the main thing is, is the Bible being the example, then by the time they come to the age of accountability, they've had the right example, then they're on the right path to make the right decision. But nobody can make that decision to receive Jesus except the person themselves. Amen. But the parents have everything to do with heading in that direction. So we dedicate children to the Lord. We don't baptize them until they're old enough and they've received Jesus as their own personal Savior. Then they want to get baptized because they know what they're doing. Amen. And so in Luke chapter 2, we're talking, this is Christmas season, talking about Jesus. In Luke chapter 2, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus to the temple to present him to the Lord or dedicate him to the Lord. And so we follow that example. And so in, in, talking to grandparents, I guess I'm talking to myself, yes. And talk to the grandparents as well as the parents that we all have responsibility in these children, how they turn out. And you know, I'm thinking about that, uh, to me, I think it's a goofy thing, but it's a popular saying that, that, that the unsaved world has. It takes a village to raise a child. Well, look at the children. Those villages are doing a good job, aren't they? Yeah, terrible. And so anyway, a church family and, and parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and people people that are hooked up with Jesus, that they can help contribute to the direction the child goes. But I'll tell you what, the villages aren't doing very well right now. Just look across the country. So anyway, uh, we don't go with that. We go with the Word of God. And so, uh, especially, Joe, for you and Portia, Psalms 127 Verses 1 through 3 has always been uh, one of me and your mother's favorite scriptures for our family, for our children. That's why you guys are here. It says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And we know we've had a lot of people in our churches over the years, they couldn't have babies. So we prayed with them things, and some of them were able to have babies. They really value having a baby as a human being, as a life. And so we know we know as Christians that babies don't just happen. Babies are a blessing from God. And so as arrows are, the word of God says, in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with enemies in the gate. I look up here. I've got, I've got several of my sons right here. We have another one in Barstow today, but, uh, he and his wife stayed home because she's pregnant. She's kind of concerned about getting around people, but I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful we had lots of sons and lots of daughters, and now, of course, my my, my, my sons stand with us, and they work with us, help us do what God called us to do, and that's, that's God's direction, that's his goal, what he wants. And so he says, we'll not be ashamed when we raise our children in the Lord, they will argue with the enemy at the gate. In other words, our sons and our daughters raised for Jesus will hold up our hands in battle, they'll stand with us in prayer, they'll stand with us as we follow after Jesus to serve him. And so children are a gift from the Lord. Uh, they don't come into existence when they come out of the womb in, in labor. They are conceived in the womb when there's a baby right there, right now. As soon as conception takes place, that's a life. That's a human being. Of course, we know that God says, I do all your days before you're even born. He said, I had out a plan for your life. And so we praise God. We praise God that as Christians, we know what's really going on. Amen. And so 3 John 4, Apostle John said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And so uh, Jesus said that God's word is God's truth. And so parents, you need to lead and train by the light of God's word. You need to know what the Bible has to say about how you train your children. Not what Dr. Zeus or Seuss or Goofball, whoever he is, and some of the others. We never went by what secular people that don't follow God tell us what to do. We look at the Bible, and we look at godly men and women. There are examples that show us how to train up our children right. And you know, I just I just think about my own life, not bragging on me, but bragging on Jesus, the Word of God. Paul said, follow us as we follow Christ. My children in church, they serve God. My grandchildren serve God. I have some handsome grandsons right over there that serve God. And so that's the thing we say, you follow after godly examples that are following the Word of God. And so our great joy for, for mom and I, and I know for for, uh, for the grandchildren's parents, uh, for the grandchildren's grandpa and grandma, that they get great joy seeing their kids serve God, seeing them follow after Jesus. And so God gets joy when you parents walk in the truth of God's word for your children. And so that's where the joy comes in at. Proverbs 22, 6, Tramp a child the way should go. And when he's old and not depart from it. And so that's the main thing. Stick with the word of God. Be the right example by word and by action. And so day in and day out, day in and day out, you must be led by the Holy Spirit about decisions you make concerning each child that you have because they're all different. How many would agree that Joseph, uh, Joseph Bernard, David, Joshua are all different? Amen. Uh, Joe finally got to be in the Marines because he likes to blow up stuff and shoot stuff. And, uh, amen. And then, and then if called to duty, he could legally hurt bad people. But that's not, that's, that's not Joe and that's not Josh. And so you gotta recognize that Everett and Avery are gonna be two different sons. And you don't know what they're gonna be like except you can control the spiritual part, how they're gonna serve Jesus and let them be what God wants them to be. So your job is to be led by the Holy Spirit, Mom, and lead, let God lead how to do them. They don't raise themselves. They don't raise themselves. And, you know, there's a saying God gave me years ago I like to say. that uh, I say it like this. Choices have consequences. Your children's lives won't live in success or failure by chance, but by choice. The choices you make, will put it puts in for the choices they make. They can either be, turn out to be crooks and thugs, they turn out to be godly men. They end up marrying godly women, have godly children, and give go- glory to God all the days of their life, whether they're truck drivers, college graduates with lots of degrees and lots of things, or they make it through high school. and work at a factory. It doesn't make any difference. If they're serving Jesus, you want to be where Jesus wants them. And so they don't raise themselves. And so, Joe, I want to remind you of Portia what example are you going to set every day? If you guys do wrong, be quick, let the kids know, hey, I did wrong, and here's here's what I do when I do wrong, show them how to talk to Jesus and get get over sin. And so they watch you every day. When you do right, the little hearts are glad. And if you do wrong, the little hearts are grieved. And so the first thing I need to ask you to, I know the answer, but a public profession of faith is always good, amen? So Joe... Have you received Jesus as your personal Savior and made Jesus Lord of your life? I have. Do you commit to follow Jesus all the days of your life, to be a disciple of his word, and yield to the Holy Spirit to the best of your ability? I do. For sure, I want to ask you the same thing. Have, have you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior that, that made him Lord of your life? <clears throat> and do you commit to follow Jesus all the days of your life, to be his disciple, follow his word, and yield to the Holy Spirit to the best of your ability? Okay, well, well let's pray, and I want you to repeat after me. Say these words to me. Say, Heavenly Father, we dedicate Avery Maxwell to your service. We commit to bring him up by precept and example all the days of his life. We dedicate him... Today, to be on life that you have chosen and planned as his divine destiny. We thank you for this precious gift that you've trusted to us. We ask for your wisdom and provision in bringing your plan and your purpose to pass in every's life. In Jesus' name, amen. family if you can let's gather around let's 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 praise let's pray over this whole family amen amen father we thank you in the name of jesus lord this is not only part of our spiritual family this is my flesh and blood family i thank you for my grandchildren i thank i thank you i thank you for their parents and i thank you for these other grandparents to stand here with us lord we're so greatly grateful for a godly christian family lord all around our grandchildren and Father, we say in the name of Jesus, our grandchildren are never going to know, uh, drugs, alcohol, addictions, perversions, or any of those things of the world, Lord, but they're going to, they're going to know you, Jesus. They're going to follow you at every opportunity. If they have the opportunity to choose sin or wrongdoing, they're going to say, no, I'm going to follow Jesus. And Father, we thank you that we're redeemed from the curse of the law sickness, disease, and all those ugly things out there, Lord, that may be part of the world, but you said we're in the world but not of the world. We're covered by the blood of Jesus, and these children are always, always, always going to have a heart for you. And we thank you for your blessing on the grandparents, on the parents, the aunts and the uncles, and all the family. We'll do all do all to the best of our ability, Lord, be the right examples so these children know what to do and how to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, guys. Amen. That's oh, a pitcher time.
6: Everett.
5: Hey, who is that bass man? Well, that's your grandpa's. <laughs>
0: All right, very good. Now we're going to take up our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. So what time is that? That's right, it's happy time. So we'll have Pastor come on up and, uh, and take up our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. Who's glad go? that it's Christmas season, man? Uh, don't you love that? It is the most wonderful time of the year, and we're just celebrating Jesus every way we
5: can. Amen. Amen, amen, mm. amen. Well, how many have joined everything so far? Amen. It sure is good to be in the house of God. Well, if you need an envelope, hold up your hand. One of the ushers will be more than glad to serve you a sanitized, sanctified, offering envelope that is germ-free and full of anointing, because the hands have been laid on in the name of Jesus with gloves on. Okay, well, make sure we tell it right. Uh, you know, we always mix faith with our giving. We always share some word of God. And this morning, when I was at home, the Lord told me to exhort you on love over the offering. And the kind of love I'm talking about is particularly, Romans chapter 13, chapter 14, talk, talks about uh, us and our faith, that different Christians are different levels of faith. And, and Paul told, Paul told the, the Christians in Rome, said, S- some, some believers think you can't eat everything because they still sin things from the Old Covenant. And some people in the New Covenant said, well, we can eat everything because everything's blessed now. We can do what we want to do. And so then Paul said, don't judge your brother if he thinks it's wrong to eat things sacrificed to idols. And if you think you can, you're okay. Well, he said, keep your faith to yourself between you and God. And so for the times we live in, the Lord wants us to know that some people don't have any problems at all coming out in public, they get things prayed over, wear their mask and do good, that some people want to stay home longer than other people because that's where their faith is. And so the thing is, for Christians, our faith works by love according to the Bible. And so if there's people, you know, in your family or other church, church members and things like that, and they say, I don't want to come out, yeah, we want to stay home, well, that's not really fear probably. That's just where their faith is. And so I know that for for ourselves, uh, we're serious about the mask. We're serious about social distancing. We're serious about the twenty-second hand washes, and all the all the things things like that. And we do our best not to be in people's faces, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing is, we know that God's going to take care of us. But we want to make sure we do our part. And so we don't. Uh, you know, for where we live at, we don't get out in public Lot and go a lot of places. We go to Walmart and grocery store and stuff like that. We stay away from people, wear masks, and do what we do. But then some people want to have things hauled into them and different things like that. So the thing is, if you're a Christian and you have the faith to be out and do a lot of things that other people don't, don't judge them. That's between them and God. He said, whatsoever is not a faith is sin. So wherever your faith level is, praise God. You know, if your faith level's Don't wanna be out much, praise God. If your faith level is you wanna go and see people visit, praise God, but the main thing is, God's gonna judge us on how we love people. And so we need to make sure that we don't think that somebody doesn't have much faith because they don't do what you do, and don't get a big head think you got a lot of faith because you can do anything, amen? And see, we want our faith to work. And so we know the benefits of tithing and being givers, but none of those things profit anything. First Corinthians 13 says, if you don't have love first. So we want to love people. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand. We need, we need to hear that. <clears throat> and also, we're, we're not going to take a lot of time doing it, but today is Mission Sunday. So if you have your missions offering, then bring it up to if we got a different bucket for missions, Robert. Where's Robert? we got a different bucket for missions. Okay, this is going to be the, Robert's going to bring the missions bucket up. If you have your missions offer it with you, put it in here, or if you're doing it online, just make sure you mark it missions. And I want to tell you, missions is so crucial right now for several reasons. Missionaries are pretty much isolated right now, and they need to eat and pay their bills too. So we want to keep on supporting the missionaries so they can do what they're doing. And one of, one of our missions that we're really, really big on is Pacific Justice. And with all the different things going on in the nation right now, Pacific Justice Institute, Institute uh, a big legal organization out of California, the founders preached at our church before. they they preached for the, they go before the Supreme Court and they're uh, defending a lot of churches, a lot of Christians things right now because of government attacks on things and things going on. And they've hired an additional 60 lawyers the past few months. For the cases they have gone. And so our church contributes to that. So that's where our mission goes. Does a lot of things like that. And the times we live in. Not only do we need God. But we need God's representatives in court sometimes. So we want to make sure we do our part. Amen. Let's make our financial faith confession. And then you bring your tithes up. And and worship the Lord as you bring them. As we bring the Lord's tithe. And give offerings today. We believe we receive. Jobs our better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for all my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, give generously in the kingdom of God. Promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's all just stand up together again.
6: done great things. Hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things.
7: You've done great You conquered
6: the grave. You bring every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done, done great things. We dance in your freedom, awaken the light. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things.
7: Above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things.
6: Hallelujah, God, above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things. You've done great things O hero of heaven, you conquered the grave You freed every captive and break every chain, oh God You have done great things We dance in your freedom, awaken the light Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God you have done great things Oh Hero of heaven You conquered the grave You freed every castle And break every chain of oh, God You have done great things we dance in your freedom Awaken the light Oh Jesus, our Savior Your name lifted high Oh God You have done great things done great things With God you do great
0: just a minute this morning we are going to praise the name of jesus the name that is above all names there is no other name by which we can be saved there's no other name that we can call on in our moment of need there's no other name that can heal us there's no other name that can bring us peace there is no name like the name of jesus i wanted to look at matthew chapter 1 When the angel appeared to Joseph, he had to explain some things. And here's what he said, Matthew 1, 21. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Amen. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And who knows today that Emmanuel, Jesus, God is with us. We are not alone because because of the name of Jesus. And you know, I can tell you forever, since I was a child until this very day, whenever I'm in a situation, man, and I just don't know what to do, I will just sit there and call on that name. I will speak the name of Jesus out and the level of peace, the level of comfort, the level of power that is wrapped up in that name changes everything the name of jesus is the name above all names demons have to flee sickness has to go depression has to leave it has to go at the name of jesus can we say that together this morning jesus We love you, Jesus. We thank you so much that you were born, God. Nobody made you do it. Nobody made you come down here. You chose to come down and become one of us, to become a human being, to live in this world and face the things that we face, to to go through the things that we go through. And you did all of it so you could grow up and become a grown man and die someday and save us from our sins, save us from ourselves, save us from the devil and make a way for us to live in heaven with you. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We praise your name today. Can somebody say amen? Let's hear it for the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is good. You may be seated today. You may be seated. Hallelujah. And you know, when you really get the understanding, when you really get the revelation and grasp what Christmas truly is all about. You know, those little kids said to themselves that it is about Jesus. And of course, it's easy sometimes to lose sight of that. It's easy to, to go all sorts of directions with it. But when you stop and think that, Jesus came to this earth and became one of us and he made a way where we're never hopeless. There is never a moment, no matter how difficult it can be in this life, there is not one moment that the Christian is hopeless because we know we have Jesus and we know that things are going to get better. Can somebody say amen? All right, well, mainly, go ahead and throw my PowerPoint on the screen for me. Our topic today may seem a little bit uh, uh, different than my usual Christmas message, and the reason for that is because 2020's been a little bit of a different year. Has anyone noticed that? You know, usually we've got a big pitch-in potluck dinner going on in here, and we're slinging food, we're we're hugging and all sorts of stuff. We're getting in each other's bubbles, It's you know, and I miss that. That'll be back next year. The, you know, the food is coming back. Who loves the food? All right. Now, you don't just come to church on the free food days, right? You're not that crowd. Okay, we got some of them, but that's not you guys, all right? Uh, hey, I grew up a pastor's kid, and so we knew the people that would be there when there was free food, and then we wouldn't see them again until the next, you know, dinner. But anyway, that's not you guys. You guys are, you're on, you're good. But the topic today is a little bit different. There's there's one word that I want you to to, to get out of everything we're saying today, and it's this word, seed. We're talking today about seed, and that's like, well, that doesn't sound like much of a Christmas word, and it may not sound like a much of a thing to you, but seed is one of the most powerful things in all of creation. In fact, nearly every living thing that you see comes from a seed. The trees do, the vegetables do, the the, the, the fruit does, and even human beings come of seed, right? I'm not going to explain all that, but you get that all right. And so there's seed that is planted and it is a powerful thing. In fact, it's such a big thing that way back In Genesis chapter 8, God said, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. He said, this is one of those things that will never go away. You will always be able to plant a seed into the ground and under the right conditions, always reap a harvest that will never go away. I mean, we're getting food mostly the same way that we've always got it, at least the healthy food, right? Some of you are eating those Doritos. That, you know, that didn't come from seed, you know, you know, don't raise your hand, but we know who you are, alright? And so, listen, but, but food, you're planting a seed, and then it grows out of the ground. There's a time for harvest, and God said it would always be that way. In fact, seed is such an important thing, that one of Jesus' most famous parables is the, the parable of the farmer sowing seed, the sower sowing the seed. In fact, Jesus said that that parable is such an important one that if you can understand that, you'd understand everything else that He was telling them. And that was in Mark chapter four. And so it's no wonder when God places such an emphasis, such a, such a, a, a big deal, makes such a big deal out of seed that when the world is in bad, bad shape, He sent His Best seed that he had, he sent his only begotten Son, Jesus, his seed, into this world to change things. Now, one thing that about seed, and we'll get into this. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but sometimes it takes a while. You don't just throw some seed out there. Next thing you know, you've got a great big thing on your head. In fact. Um, one, one thing that I, our family every year, we love to go to Sequoia National Park and we love to see these trees. You know, they're a couple thousand years old. They're hundreds of feet tall. mainly put that picture on the screen for So this is my favorite tree in the world. You're like, you have a favorite tree, you're a dork. I have a favorite tree in the world. And and it's the General Sherman tree and it's over on the Kings Canyon side of the National Forest. But this is the second largest tree in the world. The next largest one's a couple miles away. It's so the, the General Sherman tree. But the General Grant tree is 267 feet tall that's really really tall especially if you're standing up next to it the base of the tree it's hard to see there is 29 feet wide it's it's huge it's a massive massive tree show the next picture all right this is us standing next to it and this is my, uh, in fact, you can't see, but, but my little tiny brother Joe's in that picture. Little bitty Joe's right in the back there. So my buddy. And so cute little guy. Doesn't he look cute there? All right. And so little Joe, little Joey's there. And, uh, anyway, and so this is us next to the tree, but this giant tree, it didn't just show up one day like that. Do you understand that? They didn't just walk through the forest like, where did all these massive, this tree started from a little tiny seed about the size of, uh, of a piece of oatmeal. A tiny little seed, but under the right conditions, planted into the right ground, it grew up over a very long period of time, 267 feet. In fact, it's the second largest living thing in the world, only next to the General Sherman, which is the largest living thing in the world, okay? And so it's a powerful thing when we recognize that God said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this seed thing happen in Genesis, and it's always gonna be that way. As long as there is a planet Earth, there will be seed, time, and harvest. And so, I wanna talk to you today pretty quickly about three different things regarding seed, and then we've got something big in store here at the end of the service that we'll get to in a minute, alright? So let me pray, and then you promise me that you'll pay attention for just a few minutes here? Promise? Okay. All right. Be good, boys and girls, because, you know, Christmas Eve's coming up, but you know what happens on Christmas Eve, right? I don't know. Oh, you know what? (laughs) All right. My mom's heckling me from the front row. All right. I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, so much that we get to be together in your name, not in my name, not in the church name, not in somebody else's name. We are gathered here in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray today, That as we open the word of God, you'll speak to us. You'll tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. You'll change us and you will encourage us and you will build us up for the days ahead. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus name, somebody say amen. All right. Number one is this seed always works when planted and cultivated seed always works when planted into the right ground, and cultivated. And so what I want you to do here is flip over to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55, and we're going to look at verses 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. Amen, amen. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. And this, again, it it, it has some very definite terms on these verses. So Isaiah 55 and verse 10, it says, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. Amen. There's the water. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. Who knows that Jesus is the word. John one, one Jesus is the word. It's the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Now notice right there, it says when he sends his word out, when he sends his seed out, how often does it produce fruit? I mean, according to the scripture, well, I know it says that, but that's not my experience. I don't care what your experience is if it doesn't line up with the word of God. All right. I take the word over my experience any day of the week. And so it tells me right there that his word, his seed is sent out. It. Always produces fruit. It will accomplish all he wants it to, and it will prosper everywhere he sends it. Those are some very definite, no question about it words. Always, everywhere, all. It's always producing fruit when the word, when his seed is sent out. It prospers everywhere that it goes. And so if God's word is seed, think of how much power you have at your disposal, Every time you speak the word of God in faith in your life, you are, you are sowing seeds. You are planting seeds out there faith-wise spiritually into your life and so you know we've been speaking the word for a year and that's something i strongly believe in i like to read the bible which i do every day there's not a day that goes by that i'm not reading the bible in the morning before everybody else wakes up that's my thing i gotta do it before the kids get up because i love the kids we love the kids but they make noise anybody else your parents you notice that that they tend to make a lot of noise especially mine it seems like but anyway so So you gotta get up, you gotta read the Bible. But another thing that you gotta do is speak the Word of God. And so, listen, in fact, we've talked about it Wednesday, Matthew chapter 8, there's this Roman centurion that comes up and says, Jesus, my servant, he's in bed, paralyzed, he's sick, he's dying, and Jesus says, fine, I'll come heal him. And the guy says, no, just speak the Word only. All you've gotta do, Jesus, is speak the Word and he'll be healed. And Jesus said, my gosh, This guy has greater faith than anybody in Israel. He gets it. Speak the word only. And so if you're facing something right now, if you're scared right now at what you see going on in the world, instead of sitting there talking about the problem all day long, speak the word only. You can't go wrong with that. Why? Because it always produces fruit. It always accomplishes everything that he sends it forth to do. And so we've been saying for years, third John two, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would be in health even as your soul prospers. I didn't start doing that when COVID was invented. I started doing that 20 years ago. Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I didn't learn that last week. I learned that 30 years ago when I was a wee lad and my parents taught me this stuff. Listen, you have got to learn that The word is seed, and the seed always works when planted in the right ground and cultivated. In fact, we don't know a lot about, you know, planting seed out here in Barstow. We don't grow, it might not been an agricultural area, but I kind of grew up out in the country. And I remember the ground is so fertile, so good for growing things in Indiana. One time, I'm going to go back to Joe here, my brother Joe. He was out there in the yard eating a cantaloupe. I don't know, just out in the yard eating a cantaloupe. <laughs> and so we had some dirt that had been, you know, there's some loose dirt there and the ground had been dug for something. He's out there like any good little redneck eating him some cantaloupe. He spits the seeds into the dirt. It rains the next day and it just drives those seeds down. Well, I don't know how long it was, but it seemed a few weeks later, a month later, I'm walking through the yard. There's a giant cantaloupe sitting in the middle of the yard. Like what in the world is this? And I go to, it's attached and, and, and it grew because the seed, even by accident, it was planted under the right ground, got the right water, and it grew a wonder, it was a great cantaloupe, delicious cantaloupe, right there in the ground because as long as the earth remains, God said there'll be seed time and harvest. Seed time isn't a complicated thing. It takes three basic elements. You gotta have the seed, you gotta have the ground, you gotta have the water. And so seed time and harvest, he said it would be there as long as the earth remains. Now, let me take you to the New Testament, Galatians 6, 7. New Testament, Galatians 6, 7. We're getting somewhere with this. We're not just having an agricultural lesson today. We're going to actually get somewhere about Jesus on this. But Galatians 6, and we're going to look at verse 7. Who's glad they came to church today? Man, I'm like, David, I, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Galatians 6 and verse 7, New Testament here. It says, don't be misled. Well, some people apparently are misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. The King James says, God is not mocked whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap, but you will always reap what you sow. Well, 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 I don't know about that. God will not be mocked. He said it will happen. Now, in some ways, that's a very exciting thing. And in some ways that could be very scary depending on the seeds that you plant. If you're going around planting seeds of being a little hater, being a little, you know, being mean, sowing seeds of discord and gossip and negativity, well, you will reap a harvest on that. May not happen right away, but it is gonna happen. On the other hand, if you've been out, like Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. You've been sowing seeds of peace. You've been sowing seeds of healing. You've been sowing seeds of, of blessing. You will reap a harvest on that because God will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You will reap a harvest on that. But here's the thing. You don't, you can't reap a harvest if you're never planting any seeds. Remember one time we were in financial need and I told, I was praying, I told Katie, man, I'm just, I'm praying to God, I'm believing for the harvest. And then she's like, "Okay, I'm with you, but have you planted any seeds? But, well, um, I don't, I, well, I guess not. And here I was foolishly praying for harvest with no seed in the ground. What if a farmer just goes out and there stands at the dirt One of these days, man, it's coming. I'll tell you what right now. I don't know, but it is a coming. Well, what kind of seeds you plant? I didn't plant any seeds. I'm just out there, you know, believing for harvest. You know what I mean, man? Listen, that doesn't work that way. you got to plant some seeds if you're going to get a harvest out of it. And so you got to plant seed, and it always happens, sometimes quicker than other. But you will reap a harvest, or else God would have to be mocked. And you are not going to mock the justice of God. You will always reap what you sow. And so point number two is this. Seed usually takes time, so plant in advance. It's just a great idea as a Christian to always be sowing seeds. Seeds of all sorts of, of ways. I mean, sowing seeds all the time. Good seeds out there into other people's lives because seed usually takes some time for the harvest, so you need to plant in advance. How weird would it be for a farmer to, you know, get up and like, man, you know what? I'm hungry today. I think I want some carrots for dinner. Let me go plant some real quick. But man, if you wanted carrots, you should have started months ago. You're not know, just going to go out there and plant them at noon, and, and by dinner time, uh, you know, have some carrots on your plate. You're going to have to go to the store, man, because you didn't plant in time. Seed takes a little time for the harvest to come, so you need to plant in advance. And I'm going to say this: one reason that, and again, nothing I say is belittling anybody, so get that out of your mind now, but. One reason that I haven't lived in fear this year, my family, our house, our church, I have not lost one second of sleep, and I don't, I mean, I'm totally serious about that. Not lived in one minute of fear is because we've been planting seeds of the Word of God about healing for years and years. I'm not scrambling right now, oh my gosh, I know there's some verses in here about healing somewhere. I, I know they're in there, man. We've been planting these seeds for years and years and, and studying about healing for years and years and years and years. When, question, when's the right time to prepare for a storm? Before it arrives. You know what I mean? You know, you see these people down in the south and they've got these hurricanes coming in. And, and the smart ones either, you know, evacuate if it's going to be a real big one. But at least the others... They prepare before it gets there. It's really hard when there's 200 mile an hour winds to be out there boarding your windows and laying a foundation and trying to, and trying to stop the water when it's already raining two feet. Now, I mean, you know, better late than never, I guess. Might as well try something, but it's a lot better to prepare before the storm ever even gets there. And so, when, you know, when I had leukemia, my parents didn't start, that wasn't when they started studying healing scriptures. They did not start studying the Bible about healing once I got sick with cancer. They've been studying the Bible about healing for years when there wasn't anybody in the household that was ever even sick. So I'm encouraging you right now as a Christian, those listening online, those here, that you need to start whatever it is that you have need of in your life, for one, start getting the word on it. But healing, especially healing. Anything else, well, I don't feel sick at all, man. I feel... Start laying that foundation in your life right now. And then when the big bad wolf comes and huffs and puffs and says, I'm going to blow your house down, you're going to say, no, you're not. Because in the name of Jesus, I resist you and you have to flee at the name of Jesus. You'll already know you got to be prepared and think ahead. And that's what I'm talking about, about seed. I'm already planting seed for what I want in 2021. And so let me show you another verse here. You're already in Galatians 6. Let's look here at verse 9. Galatians 6 and verse 9. Because the seed has to be planted, but the harvest always comes. And it always seems, God always knows when the right moment is. Galatians 6 and verse 9, it says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart, or the King James says, if we faint not. You shall reap if you don't give up, if you don't lose heart, if you faint not, but don't grow weary and well doing. Well, what is this referring to? This is telling us that sometimes... It takes a little bit of time before due season comes. Well, when's due season? I don't know. I'd love for it to admit, well, April 22nd every year is due season. Just mark that on the calendar right now and be prepared because due season shall come. None of us know. But I do know this, that it does exist, that it is real, and that we shall reap in due season if we don't give up, if we faint not. But we've got to have seed planted in the ground. When God wanted some things to change on earth, he sent his son and planted that seed. And that brings me to the third thing I'm saying today, and that's this. Jesus, Emmanuel. You almost forgot, didn't All right. Emmanuel was God's best seed. You know the verse John 3:16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? He gave his only. It's not like he had a whole lineup of well we've got Jesus and we could take this one here and we got little Jimmy over here and well, and there's Bobby and and uh well what is he his only begotten son. That means it Jesus is the most valuable, precious, the very best thing that God had to give into this world. He gave he sent his son his best seed the very best that he have. He sent Jesus into this world And I like how Peter put this in first Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one I love the way that Peter put this first Peter chapter one and verse 23 Check this out, but but i'm just if I could get anything across to you today is this No matter if things are perfect right now in life or if things are rough as a Christian, you have got to know the power of planting seed. Because when we plant seed, harvest always comes. Well, I, I know. And, and one of the, I mean, one of the most foolish things that I hear any Christian say is this, is, well, I give, but I will never expect nothing in return. That's stupid. Now, listen, the reason that I, I don't... The, the, Getting something in return is not the reason that I give, okay? I don't give just to get something back, but according to Luke 6.38 it says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Right? And it tells us that you reap what you, there's, I mean we could list a dozen scriptures that say, when you sow seed, when you're a giver, that it comes back to you. Now it's foolish, and I think it's false humility to say, well I know I give, but I'll never expect nothing in return. That is, that's foolish! That's stupid! I give out of a right heart, number one, because I love God, number two, because I love the people I'm giving to, but I am fully aware of spiritual laws, and there's a spiritual law of seed, time, and harvest, and I realize that if I'm helping others in their time of need, God is going to send somebody and send help in my time of need also, so never again say something, well, I don't ever expect nothing back. That means you don't expect the Word of God to work in your life, and that is a fool Thing to do and say. All right, I'm going to get off that soapbox. There we go. We get with that. Okay. All right. So, First 1 Peter 1, 23 in the New King James. It says, "Having been born again, who in here is born again? Mm. Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever." What is that talking about? That's talking about Jesus. In other words, Jesus is the incorruptible seed, the perfect seed. I wasn't born again of, if I was born again by some person, well, that would be corruptible seed because we're all corruptible. We all, none of us are perfect. If I was born again be because I had a bunch of money, well, money's no good, that'll corrupt. But but I was born again, I was made alive through the incorruptible seed, the perfect seed, which is the word of Now, one really cool thing that I love about planting seed on the spiritual realm is this, is that you may plant oranges and sometimes god will bless you back with apples if apples is what you need at that time you know in, in the natural world you know you, you plant orange seeds you're going to grow an orange tree we have a lemon bush at our house and uh and i didn't know you could grow those in barstow but hey i moved into the house and i had a lemon tree and lo and behold it's got like a 100 lemons on it right now and so anyway if you need lemons i know a guy i will hook you up with a great deal all right <laughs> anyway i'm kidding i don't i'm not in the lemon selling business but but anyway i kind of look like i look like a car salesman or something don't i i don't want to give you tmi but this suit is paper thin too i mean i'm like i walked outside this morning i was like whoa jeez whoa i should not have it is freezing in this stupid thing i don't know but uh praise god i'm trying gotta spread i went to get a coffee this morning and the girl brings the coffee on she's like whoa what happened what happened here what i'm like Spreading Christmas cheer, lady. I'm, I'm I'm doing my part, man. Hey, times is tough. People need Jesus, and I'm so. But praise God, uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. So one thing about the spiritual is, hey, you can plant one thing to help somebody else out, and God can bring something totally different that you need into your life. Well, I don't believe that. I think about the, the the woman from Shunem, the Shunammite woman, uh, back there in Second Kings chapter four, and she made room. I'm not turning there, but you can mark that down and go there. Uh, So the prophet Elisha would come through her town and, 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 you know, she loved him and her and her husband and thought, you know what? We ought to take, he never has any place to sleep. So they did a room addition. They added onto their house to take care of Elisha. And so Elisha's like, man, you know, what, what a great gift. What a great seed this, this lady has done, you know, done for me. And so he finds out that, She's got money. She's rich. It says, it flat out says she was wealthy. So he he couldn't she didn't need any money. He was going to pay her back in money. But she had one need. She had never been able to have children. She was barren. And what she wanted more than anything in this world was to have a son. And so Elisha, you know, paraphrase says, you helped me out with what I needed. Now God's going to help you out with what you need. By this time next year, you'll be holding a baby boy. And Guess what? It happened. Now, the scripture clearly indicates and tells us that because she sowed the seed and took care of Elisha, the prophet's need, in one area, she didn't reap a room addition back. She didn't reap a new house back. That's not what she needed. But what she needed was something totally different. She sowed that seed over there, and she got back what she needed in her life in a totally different area. And I can't think of how many times I've had a random blessing show up. I'm like, man, praise God, where'd that come from? And God reminds me, you know what? Way back then, you helped so-and-so out with what they needed, and now this is coming back to you when you need it right now. Why? Because seed time is real, harvest time is real, and it will always work naturally and spiritually as long as the earth remains there shall be seed time and harvest. And so I'm going to quote one more verse here and it's Isaiah 55:10. We looked at it earlier. Just going to them throw it on the screen. I read it in the New Living earlier. This is the New King James. It says, "For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater." Now there's a time to be the sower and there's a time to be the eater. You know, those are both good biblical things. But notice God will get seed to the sower, and I believe sometimes that's why God can trust some people with some things, finances and other things, more than others, because they're sowers. God will find a way to get seed to the sower, because he knows they're going to sow that seed. There's a time to eat it, and there's a time to sow it out there, and, there and, and and God knows how to get seed to the sower, and I think of it this way. Maybe you've heard this old quote, You te- you know... If you give a man a fish, you fed him for the day. You teach him how to fish, you fed him for a lifetime, right? I mean, it's great to, you know, somebody give you a fish for the day and like, well, hey, that, that takes care of today. But then tomorrow you got to figure something out all over again to get fed. But when somebody teaches you the principle, when somebody teaches you that law, you can sustain yourself. You can live off of that for the rest of your life, And so what am I getting at? Well, we've been blessed very big time as a church this year. I'm not going to lie. When, uh, when everything went down, when things got hard, a couple of things happened. First of all, our church family was very faithful with their tithes and offerings. Even when the church was closed for two months, they kept bringing them in. That helped a lot. Because I know a lot of pastor friends that that was not the case, and churches are closing down all over the United States right now. Statistically, one out of every five churches in the U.S. will be permanently closed. Statistically, I'm not—I'm praying for a different thing, but just statistically, by the end of I think 2021 or 22, they wouldn't be able to sustain the losses they've endured. Well, our church family, you—you you guys, have faithfully just done what you've always done, right? Right. And so God's blessed that. And on top of that, there's people that didn't take God super seriously or just kind of, you know, but then when 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 it all kinda, of, you know, hit the ceiling, so to speak, back in March, people like, you know what, we better start doing things God's way. So the others kinda of kicked in and started doing what they would have done or should have done all along. And it's been a great year for High Desert Word Center. We've grown. Uh, you know, I say this to give glory to God numerically, and we know our, we ask people to stay home right now that can't be here because of other reasons, and so, I'm glad the building isn't packed out right now, that's not my goal during this season, alright? Get to the other side that I want to, you know, wall-to-wall people, you know, next year, but, for right now, that's great. But financially, God is blessed, and so, what, I'm, I'm coming to something with this, I'm, I'm, I'm coming somewhere with this right now. Um, I'm like, what could we do for the people of High Desert Word Center this year, you know, it'd be one, we could do a charitable deed, right, and just give everybody something, and, and give you a, a one-day thing, and, you know, praise God, you know, give you give you 20 bucks, and say, hey, this was extra this year, God bless you, you could go down to Jack in the Box, or, you know, Del Taco, and there you go, it's gone, you know, you got a taco out of it, praise God, Jack in the Box, you know, you get two for a dollar, but you could get several tacos, anyway, anyway, all right, so, you know what I'm saying, though, all right, so, but what if, what if we're praying about this? what if we gave the congregation not not some charitable gift not not a not a hand up what if we gave you guys the gift of seed? what if what if we took what the extra we had and we gave everybody in here something you know again, I could give you something that you could you know go blow in one minute or we could give you something that will set you up for the whole next season, the whole next year. And I'm telling you, it's a lot. In fact, Acts 20:35 says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, if you've only been a receiver your whole life, we're like, oh, I don't get that. But if you've been a giver, you realize, I'd a whole lot rather be the one that has the resources to be the giver than somebody saying, could somebody please hand me out something? Could somebody? And so... What we've done, this is from direction of the Lord. This isn't just some quirky idea we had. And this is, I've never been able to do something in this. Uh, We've never been able to do something like this, but I'm excited. We took all the extra money because we canceled Christmas dinner. We had a a good amount of, of money from that, that people had given extra. And what we've done is we've gone out. We went to Walmart. I went there the other day, talked to the manager and all this stuff. And we've got a whole stack of, well, $1,400 worth of $25 gift cards to Walmart. Because when you live in Barstow, a Walmart gift card is straight cash, homie. Am I right? <laughs> oh, what else do we got? That's, that's, all, that's what we got. So anyway, what we're giving to each household in here, all right? And this is from God, man. This isn't something I thought of. We're giving every household What we want to give you is one of these gift cards. You're like, well, that's cool. Some people that's, you know, a decent amount. Some of you that's like, well, that's not very much. Add to it. Put something else with it. But what we want you to do, we want you to take this gift card, this gift of seed, find some, maybe you already know somebody, maybe you're going to have to go looking, but we want you to go plant this seed into somebody else's life that needs it. and i i'm so excited about this and you're like well you know we we need right now and and i mean if it's absolutely dire you know keep it for yourself but what i would encourage you even more than is for you this will be a fish for just today but if you can get some seed into the ground you're going to be setting yourself up for the whole next season you've got to get seed into the ground amen and so I'm super excited about this. God, we've been able to do so much extra this year just to give to the hospital, give to this way, and do other things because of God and because of our faithful church family here. And it's been incredible. But right now, what I'm going to have happen, because what greater gift to give out than the gift of seed? The gift of seed. Next year, 2021, you're already setting your year up on the right direction because, man, for some people, you may give this to them and they're like, well, that's cool. It's a little bit of money. That's nice. For some people, it's the gift of encouragement. They needed this encouragement because you're going to put it in a card. You're not just going to drive by their house and fling it out like a Frisbee and bless you. No, I mean come on, do do something nice. Get creative, do something, all right? Put it in your Christmas card or, or write a note or or do something cool with it. I mean, you know, I'm not on Pinterest. I'm not one of the women, but but think of, go out, find something cool to do, all right? Uh anyway, so ushers, these guys are they're washed, they're clean, they're sanitized, all right? But per household, each household, I want you to uh an usher is going to give you a gift card at this moment. This is the gift of seed for the next year i'm gonna have josh come on up and uh and we're what we want to set you up for prospering this coming year we want you to be set up for somebody helping you in your moment so each household you know if you're a household and i know you're not going to cheat raise your hand if you're per household and robert and the boys the ushers they're gonna give you one gift card per household And if there's leftover, I guarantee you, we will track somebody down that needs it. This isn't going to us. This isn't going to waste. We are sowing seed this year, but we're giving out the gift of seed. And so seed, the reason we did it, seed time is powerful. Seed time is a big deal. Seed time is huge because God said it's always going to be here and it always works. You will always reap a harvest when you give out seed. you got to get seed in the ground. You've got to get seed in the ground. You've got to get seed in the ground for 2021. Can I ask everybody to stand up with us together today? Amen. Who's been blessed with us together today? Who's been blessed? Amen. You know, I've been trying to keep things moving, trying to, trying to keep it rolling for you. But anyway, what a, what a, I realize things have been a little bit Different in a lot of ways this year for people everywhere, and 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 I, you know, there's things, traditions that we've usually been able to do that I just haven't been able to do this year. And I'm not complaining about it because God has been so good. God is a good God. He's good all the time, and He's there for us. But I want to take a few minutes, and you've got that seed in your hand, and and don't think that it's just you know, well, just some money. It's more than money. It's more than just something. That's seed. That's your seed. You can add to it or whatever, but that seed to help somebody else out in their time of need and to get the ball rolling for the next season in your life. It's a powerful thing. Now you may plan a little and you may not need a harvest of money in your life. And that's fine. But whatever it is that you do need, you're opening the door for God to bring it at that time in due season. Amen. We're going to take a minute here and close out with a Christmas song. In a few minutes, we'll send you out the doors. The kids are going to get gifts and all that fun stuff. But let's take a minute and we're going to sing, Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come all you faithful and all that. And let's think about Jesus. Let's not just sing words to a song you've sang a thousand times. Let's think about Jesus for a minute. us adore him this christmas season let us remember that without jesus we wouldn't be here we wouldn't have what we have we wouldn't be where we are jesus we love you we praise you we thank you for laying royalty aside for laying luxury for laying heaven aside and coming down here and becoming one of us you you know what it is to be down here you know what it is to be one of us you can identify with us you know what it's like and lord we thank you that you overcame it all and you're on the inside of us greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world and we know that we will always triumph in you jesus we always triumph in christ jesus and lord now i pray over our congregation i pray over our people at home online and in here God, I say in the mighty name of Jesus that they are protected in every possible way. No sickness, no disease can come, neither dwelling. They are safe. No no virus, no nothing else can come and mess with their lives anymore. In the name of Jesus, we are healthy. We are protected, not only that, from from any other trap of the enemy, any other uh, plan of the devil, your angels, they surround and protect us everywhere we go. Lord, I pray for peace in these homes, peace in these marriages, peace with these children and in every possible way, we are blessed everywhere we go. And Lord, we're going to look back on this year and not say, man, what a weird, what a bad... Christmas. This is going to look, we're going to look back. It's going to, what a wonderful year that through it all, we were blessed through it all. We had peace through it all. We had Jesus every step of the way. We thank you, Lord. And now we pray that as we leave here that we will be the light of the world this week lord the light of the world and we're going to show your love to others and this seed that is in our hands this seed that we've received today it's going to bless somebody and help somebody else that needs it really really bad right now god maybe financially or just they need to know somebody loves them right now whatever the case is this seed is going to bless others and just like your word says We're going to reap a harvest when we need it, Father. Due season's going to come for everybody here, and you're going to take care of us too, Father. We will reap a harvest. We thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, can somebody say amen? Amen. Who's glad they came to church today? Hallelujah. Can I get my above headlight? It's getting dark up here. All right. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, what we're going to do now is, first of all, we're going to speak some words of faith over Barstow, aren't we? Amen. Every day we speak words of faith over our community and over our city. Some people are like, well, that's... I did a funeral for somebody the other day, and they came up, and they're like, oh, Barstow, man, I, how do you, I'm like, don't you talk bad about, I know you're going through a hard time, don't talk bad about my city right now, we're changing it, and it's going to be a great place, in the name of Jesus, amen, but with that being said, we're going to speak some words of faith, and I remind you, when I, I ask you to not hang out here with the buddies right now, just get your stuff, get your kids, if they're in nursery we're going to get out there to that fresh open air, get out there to your, you know, and on the way out, we've got a gift for every good girl and boy. Uh, what's the song say from one to 92? Well, if you're 92, you don't get a gift, but 91 and under gets a gift. No, I'm kidding. It's the kids. It's the kids. So, uh, but uh, nursery age up to the high schoolers, even the high schoolers get gifts. All right. So there's tables out there. There's people and they will be there to get you the right gift. So pastor and Mrs. Pastor, they're going to be, out. go ahead and head out that way with your Your hat there, Dad. What's that? I don't know. My dad's got something going on. Okay, they've got hats. All right. Praise God. All right. So it's going to get festive. (laughs) They've got gifts for all the girls and boys. And so... They will direct you out there. I think you can just pick the gift up off the table yourself. That way you're not touching people and getting in their, up in their space. But praise God. What a great day. I encourage you to, uh, man, spend time with family. And, and just tonight, stay warm, stay, stay home, and have a great time. Hallelujah. All right. Who's ready to speak some words of faith over Barstow? Amen. We believe this. Let's say it loud. Let's say it proud. Let's say it like we mean it, because we do.